We are back. Steak and Sauce Podcast, Episode 8, the baddest podcast in the land. I am your host, one half of the dynamic duo, Derek Nallen, my co-host. Antonio Cleveland. Thank you, sir, for being here. Please stop what you're doing right now. Hit that subscribe button. You see it right there. Hit that notification bell so that you can be included on everything that we're dropping out. Come straight to your phone. We appreciate you. We appreciate the support. We have a special guest today, and I'm so excited for him being here. I'm going to turn up today. We have literally the smartest man in the world. The guy from Dos Equis literally stopped doing commercials when they found out about this guy right here because he was not the most interesting man in the world anymore, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Gary Doss. Let's give it up for him. Thank you, Derek. Thank Antonio. you. Yes, sir. Um, you got you go by so many titles, right? We we call you dad. Right. You call me dad. Yep. Yeah, and I call you son. Son, yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. I've been called Boss Doss. Boss that Doss? Was, <laughs> that's my 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 was my work name. Yes, sir. Boss Doss and Miss uh, Mom, as we call her, yeah. Uh, the wife, she calls you Gary Paul when you yeah. get in trouble, right? Yeah, that's right. That's when, right. <laughs> when I'm acting my normal self. Yes, so. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Also, we want to give a big shout out to Weston behind the scenes. Uh, you can follow all of his great work at Carmack.media on IG. What we're going to do one day, we're going to turn the camera around. And y'all remember on that show, Home Improvement, whenever Tim would go to the fence and his neighbor, you'd only see like the top half of his head. We're going to do that to Weston one day because y'all have no idea who that is yet. You know, one day we'll turn the camera and that'll be like the running joke. Weston will pop his head up just a little bit. But no, we thank you for him. We thank you for the team. Also, shout out to Scott Bunn. You can follow him at Finding Your Place on YouTube. Please continue to support him. Also, real quick, we want to plug um, Twins Pizza in Dublin, Virginia. They're at 125 Broad Street in Dublin. Today's show is sponsored by them. So I'm going to get right into it because I'm feeling pretty good today. Dad, there's a quote that you told me, and I live by it, right? Do you which, remember the famous quote? Which one? Which one, right? <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones that we tell each other oh, all the time, right? You know what about the girls? Yes, sir. What is it? <laughs> good girls go to heaven. Bad girls go everywhere. Bad girls go everywhere. That's what I'm talking about. Good girls go to heaven. Bad girls go anywhere. So with that being said, me and you heard a song last year, and we love it, and we sing it all the time, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Weston, can we pull that up right quick? I just want to get the energy right right quick. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh scroll the ground. Scroll the ground. Sing it. Scroll the ground. Scroll the ground. Show your watch. Scrub the ground. Scrub the ground. <laughs> Have you ever seen the video, Dad? No, I haven't seen a complete video. Scrub the ground. Goodness gracious. Oh, Lord. Gracious, gracious. Scrub the ground. Yeah. Them were good old days. Those were the good old days, Dad. <laughs> you got to scrub the ground. Thank you, Wesley. We appreciate you, brother. We had to get the energy right, right quick. Scrub the <laughs> damn ground. All right? You know what to do. Scrub the ground don't mean nothing about cleaning. That means scrub the ground. All right? So, I want to take a few seconds because um, recently I was in Blacksburg. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows Virginia Tech, you know, pretty ladies all over there, right? Right, right. Right. <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed. 
I'm be honest with you. Um, we went through there. Every girl that I saw looked like she got dressed and rolled down a hill before she went out. <laughs> their shoes were dirty. Their jeans are dirty. Their hair was oily. I'm wondering, is it the new look to look as dirty as possible Aww. when you go out of the house? I just want to know. Now, I know a lot of people are going to try to come for my neck, this, that, and the third. I can still take your baby mama. So chill, okay? All right? The reason she left you because you broke. Right? I think they get it from their parents, Derek. Do they? You know, they I don't know. I don't know. And now people are pretty sloppy dressers. Pretty right? sloppy dressers. And on top of that, there was a thousand women out that night. 999 of them did not have deodorant on. <laughs> Every single one of them that passed me, I was like, damn. <laughs> it was a cloud of funk hovering over these young ladies. And I'm like, what is going on? Do we, do we not have the Bath and Body Works little warm vanilla <laughs> lotion? I don't know what's going on. Degree up under the arm? No, they use, uh, what's that other one? Dove. 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 What's going on? Everyone that walked by me smelled like pee and pee. <laughs> Pits and piss. And I was like, goodness gracious, what is going on tonight? I mean, literally, and these were beautiful women, but it was a cloud that was following them. And then they had the nerve to have their nose stuck up in the air when they look at you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, well you're an old man. Too. I am old man, a yeah. dirty old man. Yeah, and my their nose was stiff, as stiff as their washcloth. It's in their shower. Not, it's not like the uh, '70s and '80s old disco days, disco club days, disco club days. Oh, I tell you, you should see oh. them then. Oh, <laughs> buddy, was right. it something? They were right. They were right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they were right. So, Dad, it was a different time. Yeah, completely yes, different time. So, I, you know, I just want to get into that because. These women were dancing all night, mm -hmm. literally all night. And I'm like, if you come out here funky, you're going home, getting funky. in a clean bed, funky. Because ain't none of y'all showering before y'all get in that bed. I'm going to tell you right now. I know it. I, Is that I mean, a guarantee? It's a guarantee. I put, I put my next check on it. Well, they're not showering alone, that's for sure. Not alone. Not alone. It is a, it is a, it is a partnership. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what is the deal with this? Because I kept, I kept looking at the dudes like, is it the guys that are maybe sweating a little bit? Yeah. No, sir. No. It was those funky. You can just smell it in there. Right, it was in the air. I could taste it at one point. <laughs> it hit my lip and I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I couldn't take it no more. I don't know what's going on because, you know, sometimes I'll just go to tech and put a backpack on mm -hmm. and just walk around because I look young enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying And I'll be like Yeah where's this hall at You know where this hall is at uh, What class You a sophomore Yeah I'm a freshman You know what I'm saying You know Until I turn around They see a little bald spot You know so, I mean it's cool though It's cool But no, I just want to get into that right quick I don't know what's going on at Tech But y'all got a funk epidemic Somebody ain't showering Putting deodorant on I don't know if it's this natural thing Everybody's trying to do But y'all might want to reconsider Because I'm telling you right now Ain't nothing worse than you see a little baddie and she funky. Can't do it. Sorry, sweetheart. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into it. We're going to let Tonyo lead off today. Yes, sir. We're going to get to know you a little bit, right? We're going to let the people okay. know why you're the most interesting man in the world because you've done everything, right? 
So for the people that don't know you. Very few. I have things I haven't done. Right. Very few things you have not done. So we wanted to get into that because, like I said, we could sit here for days and talk about all the things you did. But we know some of the stuff, but we want to let the, you know, Steak and Sauce family know about it. So, Well, Derek knows some of the stuff. So I want to know, where are you originally from? I'm actually originally from Dublin. Dublin, all right. Yeah. I'm actually, I was actually born in the Pulaski Hospital. So gotcha. The first one and only one in my family born in a hospital. Really? Mm. Yeah, yes. You were the only child born in a hospital in your yes, family? Yes, in my family. That is something. Now, this might sound like a dumb question. I don't mean to piggyback no. off of you. Uh, you are the youngest. I'm of, the youngest. Of yes. your siblings. Yeah, okay. Right. Gotcha. So was your mother having natural birth at the house? Well, no, we just kind of in those days there weren't, you know. When my brother and my sister are quite older than mm -hmm. I am, right. so uh, you know, in those days it wasn't. Uh, my sister was born in a snowstorm and she couldn't get to out. The, oh, they yeah. couldn't get out, so wow. uh, she had a lady, a neighbor, deliver her. So, oh my oh, god! Oh wow! Natural pain. Yeah, right there at home. Yeah, that's right I never knew that. That's that's new to me. Mm -hmm. That's something new. That's amazing. That's crazy. Derek wants to know, how much trouble did you get into when you was a kid? Oh, my mother said, <laughs> I would always say till I went to, to elementary school, till I went to the first grade, that I was the best kid in the world. And I went to first grade, and I stayed in trouble from then on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I found there's 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 a lot of reinforcement in numbers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> first grade. So from first grade, after that, all bets were off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was an instigator, pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you could get kid. You were you were an influencer. I was an influencer. Yes, very yeah. very much. My mother used to say, "You know not to do those things because you get caught for everything you do." Little did she know, <laughs> <laughs> I got caught for only fractions. Fractions of what you. <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny. I was telling Tonyo, you told me a story when you were little there in Dublin. Yeah. What did you and your buddy do? Y'all dug a hole and poured some gas. No, uh, uh, <laughs> I better not say the highway. Right. No, yeah, we'll leave that out. We no, don't want no open uh, cases. My dad had a garden, and under that highway was several. So it was rocky area, and it was several groundhog nests. Mm. And you know, Dad would get to twenty two occasionally, and and kill a groundhog, but. Because uh, they would get in the garden. Yeah. Well, me and the neighbor kid, I don't know, we were maybe 10 or so. We decided we had a cure for the groundhog problem. We got took five gallons worth of gas <laughs> from the railroad company <laughs> and went across the road and uh, poured it in those holes. We poured something <laughs> like a gallon in each hole yeah. we could find. <laughs> anyway, we came back across. We set up. Made a fuse out of a out of a piece of rope. I did, <laughs> and we came back across the railroad track to my house, and uh, you know, waited a little bit, and all of a sudden, kaboom! <laughs> and it was like the ground shook. Police came with their siren, you know, looking what's going on, you know, and and but. 
My dad didn't have a groundhog problem the rest of the whole year. I oh, bet he did. Hey, they was torched. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine groundhogs in there? All of a sudden, bah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Iwo Jima, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Atomic bombs. <laughs> now, now, Dad, how big was this explosion? I mean, pretty big. It's pretty big. I didn't realize that gasoline can make it. Big a boom, yeah. <laughs> you know. Five I guess you, you get those fumes, you know. Groundhogs yeah. build tunnels on there that intertwine, and I guess those fumes just migrated <laughs> through that whole thing, and it was just one big huge bomb. Oh you know? my gosh! Now, the road we won't name the road, right? No, we no, will not, not do that. Road. But <laughs> did it lift some of the pavement up? I off the road? didn't. Didn't. Tear the pavement up, but uh, you, you could literally I'm gonna see the road rise. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh God! So yeah, that's an interesting thing. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so here we were, you hiding, knowing we were gonna go to jail. Right. Oh, so police, fire department. Never, I never did see the fire department. Okay. But the police came, kind of riding up and down the road, wondering what was going on. Right. Yeah. Goodness gracious, Dad! That's hilarious. You said them fumes in those in those days too. Uh, the road there was no eighty one, so it was the main north south. <laughs> so that narrows route. it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there was no eighty one back then, so that you know road that lived. You know, so, but that's crazy. So, was there anyone home? I, Derek, I cannot, son, I cannot remember if anybody was there. I'm sure yeah. my my mom and my sister were still there, you know? It shook, I guarantee you it shook the house. <laughs> oh, yes. yes <laughs> but, you know, they were used to the house shaking because we were right next to the railroad track. That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. All right. That's, that's man, that's crazy. So, I'm sorry. I'm jumping no, on these Uh What kind of jobs did you have as a young man? As a young man, I worked in a department store when I was in high school. Worked in a Rose's department store in Pulaski mm-hmm. and uh, loved every minute of it. <laughs> it was a good way to meet girls. And in them days, uh, that Rose's department store was the only department store like between uh, Roanoke and Bristol. Mm. Really? So it was stayed packed with customers. You know? It came from West Virginia and Galax and everywhere. So you got you know, a little bit of everything in there. It was, it was a pretty busy place. Yeah. yeah and I'm it sure. Was, it was fun. Yeah. Handsome young man like yourself was in there, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure that you were helping everybody find what they needed, <laughs> I right? sure did. I sure did. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So I wanted to back up one second. When me and you were talking before, you had mentioned when you were a little bit younger, you had a paper route, right? Right. right. Roanoke Times paper route. Roanoke yeah. Times paper route. How was that? That was that was good. Yeah, that was good. interesting. You <laughs> too. You know? <laughs> I had the. Uh, it was it was neat. You know, to I, I've been in sales my whole life, just about other than my Air Force career. So I guess right. that was the beginning of my sales career. Right. So you know. Where would you, can you go through with us, where would you pick up the papers from a location? You had a certain route. I picked the papers up, believe it or not, at the police department. That's where they were dropped off. Okay. <laughs> you know? And if the weather got real bad, I'd take my mother's car and go deliver her papers. And she didn't even know. Uh, yeah, she knew. Okay. You know, okay. And it was different time. Right. Different time. Yeah. I remember the well, one police chief, which is all we had in the town, 
And he saw me one time, and he said, you better be careful out there. You're not supposed to be doing that. You know, that that's kind of right. time it was. Right, you know, it was a, a little slap world. on the wrist. Not yeah. like, hey, yeah. we're going to, you know, yeah. arrest you and, and, and yeah. book you. On. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure back then, you know, kids, like me and Tonio, even when we were young, we rode our bikes everywhere in Christiansburg through the summer. Oh, and we God had a blast. Oh, yeah. I used to go to the lake, I'd go to Pulaski, go to Radford. Yeah, yeah. everywhere on a bicycle. Right, a little bit yeah. more freedom. I don't think yeah. kids do it as much now because of the, the way the world is, but I really wish that they could because it really helps you build character. You know, it helps you build friendships. You get out, you socialize, you know, and kids these days i feel like they there's too many dangers for them to be out like hey mom right, i'm riding my right, bike to right. blacksburg what yeah can't do it you yeah. know so that's yeah. sad a little bit you know so you was out riding around delivering papers right. did you ever have a, a funny story when you were delivering papers oh. and 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 the only dog bite I ever had in my whole life was delivering papers <laughs> tell and us it, about and that it was a dog about a foot long, a little bitty dog yes, that sir. I didn't even know was there, and I was riding a bicycle, and he got me on the ankle. Mm. I never did bark, never anything. He just, next thing I know, he was hanging on to me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> He's hanging off you. <laughs> That's crazy. What'd you yeah. do? You know, because normally uh, in those days, you know, dogs run loose and stuff, and I had regular dogs that would kind of follow me for a while on my route. You know, it was just a. Daily thing, it's just a daily thing. Yeah, you know? but that yeah, day you got bit. when you got bit, what'd you do? Oh God, Derek, I can't remember. You know, yeah. it's like smacked him. Right. <laughs> Get away from me! Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, got him off of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can see you now riding, screaming <laughs> with know? that dog on your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was like the red bear, and he come out of the sun. Right. You know, he didn't know he was there. He dropped in on you. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had you in the sight. Oh man, so. When did you start to realize that your IQ level was so vast? And when you when did you start playing piano and getting into very 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 young, young a young age? Okay, yeah. I was uh, I could probably six or seven. Wow, so pretty young. Wow, and was that something that maybe? One of your parents had introduced you to, or did you just no, take that apart? I kind of took it up myself, actually, Derek. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And I enjoyed it for a while. You know, then I got, you know, the male problem. Right. You know, it, it was more fun to get out, chase girls kind of thing. It's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good girls go to heaven, bad girls go everywhere. Okay. So when did you start having a passion for dancing, let's get into that because a lot of people don't know that you are like a I was world class dancer. I wasn't. I wouldn't say world class. You know, I was uh, good enough that I did get invited one time to go to New York, and mm. that's amazing. That, that was. Uh, I, I didn't go, but right now, what what uh, forms of dance were you into back? That then? was basically tap in those days. Tap in those. Okay, that's amazing. So playing the piano. Tap dancing. I know you had a love for cars at a young age because uh, before y'all had um, the uh, I always love cars, the engine dollies to pull them out. Yeah, yeah. 
y'all were stringing chains up in a tree, pulling oh, into yeah, 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 big mm. maple tree in front of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast yeah, cars. I, yeah. Fa- well, you know, I was a poor kid, so we weren't. They weren't real fast, but I tried to make them as fast as we could. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And that and that passion is carried on uh, because you still have some classic cars right now. I I love cars, Derek. Right. Cars, yeah. airplane, anything that goes fast. Anything goes Motorcycles, fast. Motorcycles, the whole works. Right. So, out of high school, did you know immediately that you wanted to enlist into the Air Force? Not immediately. Uh Probably pretty quickly, though, within the first few months. Okay. I kind of always had a passion for wanting to see the world. Yes, sir. Yeah. And why did you pick the Air Force? Well, I always had a love for aircraft, you know. I was going to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I guess that's what drove me that way. Right. And a lot of people don't know this, but you took it upon yourself in your life to become a licensed pilot. Well, no, Derek. Son, I never quite got my license, but I, I had enough hours. For, yeah, in fact, that's what I mean. You were you were going through the through the process, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. because that was your passion, right? I loved I loved flying, right? Yeah. Loved, yeah, yeah. So, when you enlisted into the Air Force, what was your MOS? What was your job? Well, uh, I was in the tactical intelligence. Ooh, basically, okay. It's a good way to put it. Gotcha. It was called, you studied the radio identification type career. Gotcha. Uh, it was amazing in 1970 how much you could know by the enemy, about the enemy mm. through intelligence. So intelligence intelligence drives, a, drives the battlefield. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I remember you being in San Antonio, right? right. San Antonio, we sat around with the, uh, what what you always laugh about, the Diddy Bop. The Diddy Bop. Beep, 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 The Diddy Bops. That's what we call <laughs> them, yeah. We'll get the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 I won't say the countries. They were tapes that came out of an embassy in a country that monitored a certain area of the uh, enemy world. And those all that radio noise was put on what was called wide band tape. Wide band, okay. Wide band. It was sent out in diplomatic pouches, and it was brought to us. I hope I'm not saying anything that's still classified. <laughs> right. yeah, they, listen, <laughs> don't come after us. We're just sharing information, okay? <laughs> sure. We it's know all, y'all listening. They don't do this anymore, I'm right. sure. Yeah. It was brought to us, and the Diddy Bops that you always laughed about, the guys <laughs> yeah. that sat around, did he, did he, listen to all that stuff. They transcribed it, and we put it into the computer system. Right. And those I was an analyst. Wow. I analyzed intelligence. Wow. And me and you laugh because of... Oh. Uh, when you tell me the story of the Diddy Bops, yeah, uh, yeah. I would always laugh because I imagine a room full of these guys with headphones on, oh. and for hours a day they're listening. Beep, 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 oh, beep. every one of these guys had a, they, you know, they were smart kids, but they all had a screw loose. Screw loose, yeah, I'm sure. After listening, <laughs> you know, yeah, they would do strange things. Yeah, yeah. I say if you listen to beeps eight hours a day, <laughs> yeah. you might, you know, and I can imagine them. Changing out their shifts, yeah, and then walking down the road like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. like I feel like everything they did was in the cadence of those beeps, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's why we call them Diddy Bops, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, in San Antonio, you had a best friend, right? Right. And after y'all get done with training, 
y'all would go over and go swim and go holler at the ladies and things like that. Oh, what yeah. was his name? Uh, Jose Aragon. So Jose Aragon. Jose okay. Aragon. Oh, he yeah. was uh, Castilian. He'd like to say, don't call him Spanish. Don't call him Mexican. He's Castilian. Castilian. Okay. Now, I did meet some of his relatives, so he really was Castilian. But uh, what are the smartest people I ever knew? Really? Really, yeah. That's exactly. amazing. Yeah. And he would always credit it to the nuns that raised him, to, you know, that he went through school. He said, if you didn't know it, they would beat it into you. <laughs> <laughs> Back in those days. Right? <laughs> and did you guys continue to serve with each other after training in San Antonio? Because you went over to... I uh, forget the the base name um, during um, I went, when I went to Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. Vietnam. Yeah, I was in a base called uh, San Tra, which was actually a South Vietnamese naval base. Wow, wow! But our outfit was there because our site was located on top of a mountain on their base. Wow! So, and uh, that uh, it was about seven miles from Da Nang. Da Nang, okay. And I remember when we were talking, you said that one morning you guys were going to either get breakfast or y'all were having coffee or something. No, I was going to get breakfast. You talking about the F4? The F4. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to get breakfast. Like I said, we were on top of a mountain. And somebody said, look. And we turned around and looked, and there was an F4 just, just casually gliding down Gliding down to the waters, cause splash, it's just splash right, right there. Probably not a quarter mile from where we were. Wow, that had to be something to see. You know, we didn't see any shoots, so I'm sure the pilot had already he had already ejected, ejected right. a lot yeah. further up shore. But yeah, and just it, was it just ditch, just crashed right yeah. there, <laughs> and everybody run over there. Taxpayers, well, no, we couldn't. It was far enough. We were on top of the mountain. Gotcha. No, there was okay. nobody there. Right. Uh, Wow. That watch, had, it, watch it. You know, millions of dollars just sink to sink the bottom of the South China Sea. Like you said, the taxpayers' dollars. Yeah. You know, so what all? What were all the places and bases that you were able to go to um, while you served? And thank you for your service, by the way. Thank and you. how many years did you serve? I served four, four years. Okay. Yeah, I came back after Vietnam. I was smuggled in the middle of the night to Thailand. Okay. <laughs> the U.S. The, the Thai government had a quota on how many U.S. troops could be in the country. Wow! So, if they wanted to bring somebody above on above that, they uh, smuggled you in the middle of the night. So, right. I came in on a C one thirty. C one thirty rolling down the yeah, strip. Yeah, yes, you've been sir. there, have you? Yeah, I have. I've been on them C one thirties, sitting on those little metal seats. Them little you, metal seats, seats with you strapped in. Yeah, everybody's getting sick and sweating because yeah. the cabin's not pressurized no, on a C one thirty. Pressurized, not heated, not cool, not anything, not yeah. nothing. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand when you're on that C one thirty, you're closed in. It's like you know, you're you're in a closet, hot Literally. closet. And I remember one time we were flying into Iraq, full battle rattle. You know, I'm geared right, up. Everybody's right, got their right. plates on, everything. And I'm nervous. I'm 19. Yeah. And uh, I had just seen Tonio at the airport. Like, they took me to the airport. And, uh, you know, before I flew out and everything. And at that time, they said, hey, we got a combat drop in. 
So for people who don't know what that is on that C-130, <laughs> that pilot is dropping that big plane. <laughs> and it literally feels like it's just falling out of the they sky. They can drop those transports out of the sky, right. Fast. Yeah. And that's so I'm guessing the enemy can't get a bead on you, right. you know. Exactly. Uh, but what it does to the passengers yeah. on the inside yeah, the is make you it doesn't matter. terribly yeah. sick. Right. And there was a guy laying on me, and he was going, oh, oh I ain't going to make it. And I was Elbow, and I said, sit up. I said, we all sick. Now sit up. And he was going, oh, oh. And it literally drove me crazy right. because I could not get him to sit up. It was my buddy. Yeah. And uh, I gave him a little plastic bag, and he got sick. Mm -hmm. Well, for anybody that's like me, when you start to smell somebody that got sick, it makes you sick. Yeah, it's it it's just awful. Oh, it's awful. So we're on this hot plane sweating dropping hundreds of feet at a time he's puking i'm madder than hell you know <laughs> just wanted you know and i ain't even put a boot in the sand yet and i'm already like god no. you know so we landed there in kuwait and we got off and you know kuwait feels like somebody put an air dryer right in right. front of your face yeah and it was 145 degrees some days and i mean you know of course kuwait's a green zone we only landed there for a little bit before we pushed out to baghdad but mm -hmm. That's a story for another time. <laughs> but I, re yeah. I remember coming into uh, Da Nang yeah. from Saigon on the back of that C-130, you know, and it's, like you said, it's so hot. It's so hot. So hot. And they, they landed. Right. You can't see anything. And he drops that back door and you get off. Yep. And you look around and you think, boy, this is a bad place. Bad. Yeah, I mean, everything's defoliated. And, right. And, you know, there's, at that time, if F4's sitting under concrete bunkers, you know. Yeah. You could tell this, you know, that some mean stuff goes mean on Mean stuff. Hey, they was, hey, <laughs> hey, listen, they was really getting it in. You yeah, know? Exactly. This ain't like... You know, Tilo and Jordan when the when the level starts <laughs> and, and and you're running trying to, you know, get in good position. No, it starts right then. You're right. And right. you look out and you already know they're getting it in over here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's too late to say you want to go home. <laughs> no, there is no going home. There is no going home. Yeah. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty five days later, yeah, baby. you can go home. <laughs> Fastest way to go home is to complete that tour, right? Right, exactly. Golly. Yeah. So what made you want to complete your um, service right there and get back out into the civilian world and start your career there? Uh, I don't know. It's just you know when you, you know how your mind goes when you're young. Sometimes yep. you don't think straight. <laughs> I got you. you know? Yes, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So when you made that transition from being in the Air Force, when you came home. Did you already kind of have it mapped out to what you wanted to do? And this is leading us up into the, you know, the, your second big Not career. Not at all. Oh, Not at all. Yeah. No. Uh, and it was a different time. A, a Vietnam veteran in 1973 was not the most popular thing in the world. No, no. And the only jobs that were, because I was high school educated and what good was the intelligence business in the private world right at the time and there was nothing for me you know right just bottom level jobs right so it was kind of disheartening so i said well uh i'm gonna use my gi bill and i started going to school 
Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So going to school using the GI Bill at this time. And working as bartender at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to kid. <laughs> How was that? Uh, it was good days. Yes. Yeah, it was a good days. It's hard. You look back on it. You're, you're piss poor. Yeah. Right. You don't have a pot to pee in, as they say. Pot to pee a wonder when to throw it out. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was good. It was enjoyable. You know, well, I met my wife to be and. Yes. Uh, we did the sinful thing. We lived together, which was not a popular thing to do in those days. Or oh, they still call it uh, shacking up. Shacking up. They, they my it. granny yeah. still says it. Shout out to shacking granny. Up. Shacking up. No, but I think that sometimes it is a good thing because people have certain pet peeves. Yeah. Right. About right. how they live. And you will not know those until, until you, you cohabitate. Living. Right. Exactly. Yes. I, I couldn't imagine not doing it, Derek. Yes. You know. Yeah. And I then one day just deciding to merge the two lifestyles. Like, I want to know if you clip your toenails and don't clean them yeah. up. Yeah. You know? I want to know if, you know, if you have certain habits, that way I can see them and be like, okay, you know, right. I can it's handle that. Of, it's kind of like a difference between buying an a new car and buying a used car. Right. You know? Yeah. A new car, you know where it's come from. <laughs> <laughs> used car might have had three owners. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Right. You don't know how it's been treated. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I never thought about it like that, Dad. So, mom says that you had a very, very high IQ. That's right. what. She, she says, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she, she's a school person. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when I, did you start transitioning from going to school, working as a bartender at night into your career with Budweiser? Okay. Uh, believe it or not, I was <laughs> – I did not apply for the job. I had the owner of the company uh, came to me and asked me if I would like to come to work for him. Okay. And how he had met me is him and his wife through came to the club where I bartended. All right. And I don't know what he saw in me, but he said, I'd like for you to come to work for me. And uh -huh. I went to work for him. He gave me the keys. I never filled out an application. On Friday, he gave me the keys, showed me how the alarm system worked, and Said, I'll see you Monday morning. <laughs> and that was how we started. That was a lot of trust. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Well, well, he was that kind of person. Yeah. Wow. That was a lot was of that trust. that kind of person. He, had, he, was, had, he wasn't thin, but he had been mayor of Pulaski. Wow. And one of the finest people I ever met in my life, Derek. Great guy. Great guy. Now, was this the guy that had the, um, the uh, different dogs? What were they, the Dobermans? He or he uh, he was a Doberman man. Yes. He was a Doberman yeah, man. Yes. Okay, and he had I always had Doberman dogs. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I remember. I remember and the that guy was his dog that was that the rats drove crazy yeah. in the <laughs> building. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He would stay there at night, and you know the the rats, I guess, crawling around, and they were huge because there was a creek nearby. Right, and. They would get up in the steel beams and crawl around the building, you know. And that Doberman would and go not, nuts. Yeah, he quits went nuts. He's driving crazy. <laughs> Trying to get to those rats. That's crazy. So you started this new career. He handed you the keys. Right. When did you start 
getting into the fun stuff with delivering. Oh, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And they said, okay. Was, uh, well, yeah. only six people in the whole company, you know, mm-hmm. and the son and and me and three others, you know, and it was a great life. You know, it was perfect for me because I'm a people person. Right. And I also didn't like supervision. Right. So you're just giving a key, a truckload of beer, and you're sent out on a route and go out and deal with it, you know. Right. And you learn how to deal with customers so that they come in all shapes and sizes, colors and everything yeah. else, you know. Right. And you just learn. You have to adapt. Right. You know? Right. And I'm sure delivering this beer to a college town. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm know. sure that, that, that was, it had its times, right? <laughs> right. I can tell you a story about the sales manager. I always said about uh, when uh, the owner uh, offered, interviewed him and offered him a job, you know, and said, I'm going <laughs> I'm to I'm give you a truckload of Budweiser and I'm going to send you to college town, you know. And he said, uh, you know, and, and it's $600, right? Right which was a lot of money. And he said, I'm sorry, sir, but I don't have $600 to pay you. And he said, no, I'm going to pay you to go do it. <laughs> he thought he had to pay <laughs> to, <laughs> to work. <laughs> no, sir, I'm going to pay you. To go do it. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So you told me a story one time about delivering some beer. And there was this huge man. I think he played football or something. And he could carry those kegs like Coke cans. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thor Kritzky was his name. He was a middle linebacker for Tech. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I heard that. Uh, I see. That was back. Who was the coach in? I can't remember. I can't remember back then. But, uh, yeah, the coach would actually pull him out of practice and stuff because he wanted to hurt people. <laughs> he was another than Dominic. Well, yeah, we would take a hand truck and pull the uh, kegs upstairs. It was at the top of the stairs, if you know where the top of the stairs is. Tots. Tots in the back. And tots. <laughs> Tots, yeah, she knows. That yeah, that's where them funkies were. Yeah, them, them, right. they, them girls I was talking about in the beginning without deodorant, they was you all better not to talk about them in front of <laughs> Thor. <laughs> but actually, when he when he got out of tech, he he bought the place, and he was the owner of the place. And uh, we were taking kegs up, and he got us. He said, "Get out of the way!" One day, we, we, he was at the bottom of the set, and it was almost two stories up, and uh, he just picked. Grab one in each hand and uh, walked up them damn steps with him. I mean, 160 pounds in each hand. Right. And walked up and said, now that was a man. That was a man. <laughs> that, that was a man. man. That was a man. That was a man. He was a man. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I laugh because um, for the longest time, I didn't know that they served food. At the bots. Yeah, at the bottom. At the bottom, yeah. Bottom of the stairs, yeah, right? Bottom of the stairs. So everybody was telling me that I needed to go there and try some of their food and their wings because they're supposedly delicious. So all these years we've yeah. known about tots. Yeah. We didn't know about bots. <laughs> and I guess I should I don't have. think they had bots in my day. They didn't have bots. They okay. didn't have bots in my day. Okay. But they were definitely at the top of the stairs stinking. <laughs> okay. Uh it literally looked like they went to the areas where people spill beer right. and sweat and whatever and rolled in it. 
Yeah. And got well, it was co- it's a college bar. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, you're not, not not there. Right. Yes. I saw a guy in the corner, Dad. He was drinking people's beers that they left on the table. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have that in a minute. I looked over and I'm like, oh my gosh. So he's downing these beers. And I guess he had a few. And he caught me from across the room. We made eye contact. <laughs> he screamed so loud. I could hear him over the music. <laughs> and he ran, you know, those steps out of those double doors right. that go out to the patio. Right. He did a Power Ranger jump kick and did his arms like this. And he hit somebody. I don't know who he hit. <laughs> but he jumped from the top of those stairs and kicked somebody on the bottom. Really? I, I can't even uh, oh, you name it. I've seen him in 7 Eleven peeing in the corner. You know, back in the days, I've seen him do everything. You wouldn't believe it. Right. Anything, uh, right? Yeah. I remember a rugby party. We sponsored rugby club, and uh, they had a rugby party. And the things that were, and it was in the middle of the day, you know, things <laughs> that were going on outside that rugby party. On the grass and the hillsides and stuff, it was well something to see. You had something to see. <laughs> something to see. Like yeah. you say, no regrets, right? No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> we get one chance at this Oregon Trail. <laughs> so one go around. You better make the most of it. You better make the most of it, yes, right. sir. So when did you get into the management level with Budweiser? Actually, I was probably a route supervisor. Pretty early in my career, in I'd say uh, after six years or so, wow. I became a route supervisor, and that was in Blacksburg. <laughs> it was one of them, right. <laughs> one of the territories, <laughs> right? And it was it was fun, Derek. Yeah, it was fun. Make you know, people ask me, so well, why didn't you finish college? And I said, well, I was just making too much money to tell you the truth. Right. <laughs> and I having too much fun. Having too much fun. Hey, that's never a problem. Yeah. yeah. Making no. too much money and having yeah. too much fun? No. No. No, no. no, that's never a problem, you know? Yeah. And the dynamics of you and mom at this time, right? So right. I wanted to get into that a little bit because early on, you guys to start excuse me, you guys decided to start investing into the stock market. Right. Okay. Right. And you guys had a very mapped out intricate plan. We did have a good plan. Can you can we you talk about that? Plan. Well, at the time in uh, Pulaski County schools, a school teacher could take a certain amount of their money and they didn't pay taxes on it. It was tax-free money if it was went into investments, okay. such as IRAs or except. You know, they didn't have four hundred one ks then. Okay, so uh, we just started doing the maximum amount. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we always did, and you, you, you know, like I said, I made good money. But she made good money, so we didn't need it. Right. And we were not able to have children for medical reasons, so. And doing that, with how long did you guys do this? God, Derek, I don't know, 30, 35 years. 35 years. Yeah, right. Along through our working career. Yeah. Right. And did you kind of know that making those sacrifices, right? Because you as the man, obviously you said, hey, I made enough to where I could take care of everything. That way we could put a larger portion of her in earned income into investments. So you guys had based your 
living around making those Right, and we still live, we live good. Yes, yeah, we didn't do it without anything. I want to be like you when I get older. Yeah, but yeah. it was you have to be in stocks for a long time right. when you're young. Right, you so, have to remember it's a long term thing. Don't get don't get rattled by things like what's going on now. Right, it's a normal it's a normal period in the long run. Right. Uh, in the you know, I would I would school for economics, so I kind of this stuff kind of come natural to me, you know? right? So when I met you years ago, one of the first things we talked about is getting a start into investments. Most right. of the stuff that right. I know, exactly. I learned from you, right? Right. And you right. got me on the right I path. Got you going. Right. You got me connected with the right people, and I started to invest a little bit late in life at my age, but it's better late than never. Better yeah. late than never. So to right. all the young people that are watching this, you know, um, getting those life insurance policies as high as they can while they're in good health. Right. Right. Contributing to their 401k if their employer right. provides it. And and, 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 ma- and maxing. Ma- maxing. Right. If maxing. they match 3%, you. Right. Right. And also getting involved with. um Mutual funds and having a diverse portfolio is what you told me. Mutual funds, bonds, right? Uh, international stocks, international funds, right. et cetera. Et cetera. You know, uh, but you need an advisor. You need someone tracking it because as an individual, you don't have expertise and you don't have the time to do that. To do that, right. right. Which it's, is why you got me in touch with who you did right. so that they exactly. can manage that for me. Right, right? exactly. And I thank you for that because – I always, and me and Tonya always talk about leaving a legacy, leaving, you know, something that may not be in our lifetime, but in our kids' lifetime. Right. And the way that you and mom had kind of mapped that thing out, of course, you guys didn't know how beneficial it would be at, you know, because the market vitality, right? right That's what right, they call exactly. it. Exactly. So yeah. we didn't know the ups and downs of it. But like you said, Derek, you always continue to contribute no matter what the market's doing. Right, right? exactly. Actually, when it's down is the even better time. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. Time to buy. It's called income averaging is what it, what that term is called. You're buying more stocks at a lower cost. So, right. So actually, in the long run, you come out ahead. Ahead, mm-hmm. right. And the days that we would sit down and, and uh, dad broke out his portfolio, I think I was eating some popcorn or something. <laughs> and he started to flip through the pages, Tony on his portfolio, and I was seeing some of the figures. I choked <laughs> I, I choked on the popcorn. I did. I said, goodness <laughs> gracious. And you know, dad, told, dad told me, said, listen, son, this is a long, long term. Long term game. Right? Right, right? And and I had to realize that this is this is not a, a get rich quick no. thing. This is a thirty year thing. And when I realized that, I said, okay, I'm in it for the long haul because they don't teach you these things in school. No, they not unless teach you, you these no. specifically study one of those degree plans. Right. I feel like they should teach kids about not going over a 30% usage on a credit card. Remember the old days when I, right. <laughs> in my young days, the women had home economics, and that's where they, in high school, I actually had a class that taught them how to do home economics. Okay. You know, uh, I don't even know whether they have anything like that now. But I think the know. last um, 
the last that me and Antonio saw it was in eighth grade at Christiansburg okay. Middle. Uh, we would uh, we had to sew. Right. We had to bake something. Right. We had to make some things, and we were graded on it. I remember I made this football, and the laces on the top looked like an S. Right. So I think I got a C on the project. <laughs> I did my best, you know. I'm not you a know, good. You're pretty damn good cook too. Derek. I'm a daggone good cook, yeah, know. you know. So um, I think I got a C in that class, but I did enjoy it, you know, because. And I don't mean to get off on a tangent, but I think that um, I grew up seeing so many men in my family who not only made sure that the household was taken care of, paying bills. But they also cooked, prepared meals for their family, made sure the house was clean. They did the yard work. They did the maintenance on the vehicles. They did the heavy lifting. Not saying, Granny, not saying you didn't. <laughs> but what I saw was examples of men who were, they had several different lanes right. that they were responsible Home for. Home responsibility. So I don't think there's anything wrong, young men, if you're listening, learn how to clean the house. Learn how to do the laundry. Learn how to manage, you know, uh, you know, some of the finances. If your wife's better at it, that's okay too. That's okay. That is perfectly fine. But learning how to do those things will take a load off of your woman as well because she doesn't feel like she has to do everything, right? right. If some nights you can cook, that takes a load off people because I didn't realize how much effort goes into cooking as you get older. Right? right. It's a lot, <laughs> a lot of effort. effort. Yeah. Right. It is a lot of effort to prepare a meal for somebody and to prepare it in a way that you know they're going to enjoy it. That takes love. That takes a lot of things that go into right. that. Right. So um, for everybody in my life who's ever prepared a meal for me, thank you. <laughs> I love you. All right. Um, it's. I mean, it, it really is a great thing. But what do you say was the hardest thing about being in the role at Budweiser, where you're managing people, where you had to fire people, where you had to mentor people. Right. What was the hardest? You know, those were the things that I still miss about, you know, being retired. Right. I miss the young people. Right. I miss the teaching, the little little things you do as you come along to give, you know. Some, right. Uh, as far as hiring and firing, I didn't mind firing <laughs> you know, because I always had a good reason for it. Right, you know, people will give you a good reason for that. Hiring is another thing because it's it's kind of like no matter how you prepare, no matter what you look at, no matter what you read or hear, and no matter during the interview or whatever, you really don't know. How it's going to turn out? You don't. You know, I have hired people that I, in the back of my mind, I think well, this this person is not going. I, I kind of, you know, I have questions about it. Right. They end up being a star. You know, and I've had people that I hired and say, "Oh, I got a star here." You know, I got a star here. And the next thing you know, you know, you, you got to let them go. Let them go. <laughs> so you, it's it's. Funny, maybe I just never had the knack for it. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm sure that it is difficult when you were in those roles because you're a very likable person. Right. Well, and, I tried, yeah, yeah, right, yeah very likable person. Yeah. People gravitate you know, towards that's you. That's the salesman in me. Right, right. 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 Yeah, knew, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, that people let me. Say, you know, say, how do you just talk to anybody? And I say, well, 
you know, when your meal depends on being able to communicate and get people to like you, you learn pretty quick. You learn pretty quick. You got a dad's got a pretty good mouthpiece on him, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that lets you know how you were so slick back yeah. in the day, you know. So, what advice would you give if you could look back at twenty year old Gary? Oh, at twenty what, years old, what, I was. What, what would you What would you tell him? I, I I wish I was twenty, knowing what I know now, Derek. You yeah. know, you've you've heard that statement a million a times. million times. You're right, but you just you just have to go through life's experiences to to learn. You're right, you know? and yeah. always learning and trying anything. You yeah, know? and knowing that lots of times you're gonna fail. Right, but it's the only way you could succeed. It's by failing. It's by, you know, yeah. you, you have to fail to succeed. You're right. And I, I, I'm glad that you said that because um, there's been so many times where, and, and and I couldn't do this without my team, right? Right, right. Exactly. These guys that are yeah, here, exactly. I, I can't do this yeah, without right, them or a right. team. And I'm not the smartest person on my team. Right. Which and is and the you great, don't want to be. I don't want to be. You don't which want is to the, be. Which is the greatest thing. You know, I yeah. think God has blessed us individually with talents. And we're using our talents and we're putting it together. And me and Tonio have done everything together. We've, uh, we've, he's been there when I joined the military. He was there when I opened my first business. He was my manager. He, you know, we have literally, and I don't mean the golly. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we've literally done so much and you can get so hard on yourself sometimes because certain stuff doesn't work out. But like you said, the only way that we can get to here to where me and Tony don't have to worry about employees, we don't have to worry about things, we can let our talent shine right. is by failing in other areas. Right. Exactly. To where we get to something that we're really good at. And, so, and remember, it, who you associate with, your friends, yeah. our reflection, your, you know, your reflection on them, their reflection on you. That's true. And always surround yourself with the best people you can. Right. You know, I used to say, I used to quote the old Henry Ford statement, you know, uh, Henry, old Henry Ford would say, somebody would ask him a question, and he said, I don't know the answer, but I have somebody that works for me that I guarantee does. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that was always my theory in management, was to surround people that were smarter and better than I was at doing the job. You have to. You know, you have to. Because if, if they aren't... Uh, my owner one time, I asked him a question about something. He said, why are you asking me if I knew the answer to the question? I wouldn't need you. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Uh, right. That, you got to remember that. You, you got to remember, yeah. He, yeah. he had me to answer questions he couldn't. Right. right. And he's the, he's the big guy. He's the big boss. You right? know, but yeah. that's how it works. That's how it works. Surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you that bring a different element to the table. The reason why this thing works is because Weston brings a different element than Antonio. Antonio brings a different element than I do. Right, right. And I bring a different element. But when you put all those together, right. we got a freight train. You know, you, 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 you've, yeah. been, you've been on the battlefield. You know how much you depend on your, your left comrades. and your right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If, if they don't do their job, they let not only themselves down, they let you down too. Right. Right. Cover and, your sector and, fire. Right, exactly, yeah. and vice versa for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. And for 
advice for young men. And Weston, we doing okay on time? Okay. Um, I separated a, a, a different segment because there's so much knowledge and wealth of knowledge that me and you talk about, right? right? And most of it surrounds around things that me and Antonio talk about, like science right, and history right, and things like that. Um, before I get into that right quick, what advice would you give to the, the young generation right now, the way the world is? Derek, the way the world is, is uh, I think a lot of it comes back to manners. Okay. Respect for the other person and their other person's view. Right. Uh, you are not the center of the universe. You never will be the center of the universe. Realize that we're all here for a very extremely short time. Right. And we need each other. Yes. We need to depend on each other. Yes. Uh, I see just so much general rudeness that I don't think used to exist. And I know it, it is a sign of our times. It's the fast-paced world. It's the connected world, right, with the Internet and everything. It's just so much different, Derek. Yeah. The Internet's a monster. That, the yeah. Internet's a monster. And, I mean, it's, <laughs> it has changed human culture. It has. Tony Oates said it's, that. It's, yeah. it's changed human culture in a way that nothing has maybe since fire, you know? Right. And uh, we need to, to realize that. Right. Right. Rather than get all tied up in it. You right. Know? And you're right. Me and you talking, Tony Oates tells people, hey, unplug every now and then. Right. 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 Exactly. Because we get fed, not just spiritually. You get fed emotionally. You get, you know, all these different things that we take in from our phone can make you feel like you're not in a good place in life because you're watching someone else who is setting up a, a prop for you to see. You don't see their failures. Right. You don't see their right. hardships or the arguments they had with their significant other, but they're promoting this healthy lifestyle and and and, and a perfect marriage. Right. So I think a lot of people, if you don't know how to discern and how to, you know, kind of watch stuff but not in, internalize it, these phones, right. the, the connection that we have, it's it's meant to be a tool. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's meant to be a tool. Be you know, a tool. It started out as a tool. You right. Know, the Internet started out as science-to-science, uh, scientist-to-scientist communication scientists of the Department of Defense. That's how all the world start, how situations started out. You know, it didn't get big. Uh, people are going to maybe laugh at me for saying this, but pornography is what created the, the, the general Internet, as we saw it, commercialization. Right. And now... Yeah, it's a damn now it's smorgasbord. A yeah, right, exactly. You know, you can get on there and type in Tasty uh, Blacks, Tasty Blacks, plug <laughs> Tasty Blacks, send me a check, Tasty Blacks. You can get on there. You can get on there and plug in, uh, uh, slap me with jelly. Right, exactly. And it's gonna bring up somebody <laughs> right. getting slapped with jelly. You know, and all these isms. <laughs> I call them the isms of, that, that people get tied up in. You know, fascism, racism. Uh, you know, Nazism, it's all crap. Crap. You know? Yeah. It's just all crap. Right. 
Yeah. You got to realize that it's just all crap. It's all crap. And it's being, it's being the propaganda. Right. Propaganda. Propaganda. Propaganda is an interesting subject in itself. It right. is. Right. It, yes. And people who can use it. And uh, we know of past politicians, past <laughs> leaders, <laughs> present politicians, <laughs> present leaders that use those kind of things. Yes. And it's not a reflection of them as much as it is the people who believe them. Right. Yes. And I, yeah. I, I always, I try to surround myself with people that I can learn stuff from. So I love how, like, Tonio, you're not going to sway him one way or the other. Right? right. Right. He's very concrete in his beliefs. Right. Even, Which that's good. It's good. That's good. You would literally have to show him. Right. right. Show me. Show me. Right. Um, I joke with him a lot. I'm not as far fetched as what I may talk about the flat earth and all those things. <laughs> right, 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 right. But like you said, the access and things that young kids have to the world now, even oh. guys, me and Tonio's age, we did not have that. It took 30 minutes to get on a Hewlett Packard that weighed 500 pounds. Right, exactly. Make sure my mom didn't pick up the house phone because it yeah. cut my connection. Yeah. Dial up. Right? Yeah. Dial up. Then Diddy Bops. And try to get on AOL with our friends. And, and, and that was huge for us. You know? Like I said, back in the day, it took 30 minutes for me to upload a titty. <laughs> 30 minutes. Derek, I used to go up to an old lady living up the street just to watch color television. We didn't have color television. Television, right. Right. You know, and now within seconds, I can get on my phone and pull up anything, you know. So, I mean, my granddad, rest in peace, he was totally fascinated and he always called it a security risk with his hand. Now, Derek. That's a security risk. <laughs> I would show him on my phone. We'd get on live and I would show him famous people that we could watch. And they were live wherever they were at. Los yeah. Angeles, Nebraska, Chicago. And he'd tell me, Derek, how can we watch these people in their home? He said, if we can watch them, who else can watch them? Right. Exactly. He would tell me, he said, this is a security risk. Right. You shouldn't be able to see some of these people. Yeah. And I think that that's. It helps the Hollywood thing and kind of hurts at the same time. When you were growing up, the only way that you would see these people was on TV. Right. Exactly. My right. brother and sister grew up, didn't have TV. Didn't have you TV, know, right? Uh, my brother talks about uh, my dad was section foreman for Norfolk and Western Railway. Okay. They were in Glade Springs, which okay. is just a little town. Right. Right. The railroad went through there. The railroad company had their own electricity, right, for controlling their switches and et cetera. Okay. They had their own electri electrical system. They lived over top of the train station. They had electricity. They were the only ones in Glade Springs that had electricity. Mm. Wow. So the neighbors would come over to listen to the radio because my parents had a radio and listen to Hitler speak in Germany. And broadcast his speech. Yeah, it, it came, the broadcast came in on shortwave on the radio, and the neighbors would come over to listen to Hitler. See, they didn't have radios or electricity or anything. Wow. Yeah. Now, when he would broadcast, was there a translation 
Oh, was he broadcasting? He was broadcasting in German, but in German, you know, right, right. The, okay. the fire and the fury he put behind it, right? You know, you could people could even English people could even tell what he was yeah. saying, you right? Know? Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. That's yeah. really wild. If I if he be on the street right now, we'd whip his ass. <laughs> Hitler, Hitler was oh, five, he'd be a dead man. Five he, four. I'd like to do to him the same thing. I like to do to Putin. Right, just walk somebody. up, walk up to him, and just put a gun in his head, blow his head. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't consider myself a violent person. person right, right. You know, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> hey, we spend the block on him, will we? <laughs> right. Hey, exactly. We spend twice. I mean, some people just don't belong on the planet. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just. I hate to say it, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. I don't believe in evil. You know? Yeah, it's bad. Like I said, if we, if we had that guy back here right now and he yeah. was on the street corner trying to do all this stuff, I'd get out my car. I bet every dime that I have, if you brought Hitler back right now and put him out in this parking lot, death. I'd yeah. wax his ass right out here in this parking lot right now. <laughs> right, exactly. He wouldn't have nothing for me. No. Not no. a thing. I'd beat the sweat off him. Yeah. You know? And that just shows you like me and Antonio talk about how influential and how powerful somebody can be. They can become big. Yes. Yeah. When you have a platform and you can reach people, nobody feared him because of his stature. They feared him because of his reach. Right. Exactly. His influence. Exactly. And he was very brilliant at it. Very brilliant. But, you know. But, you know, the, like I say, the prisons are full of smart people. You always tell me that. Yeah. 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 So getting into some of the cool stuff, I would say, that we talk about, me and Tonio have been arguing for years about the concept. And I know that out of everybody in this world, you'll be able to tell me this <laughs> because you have broken down to me Albert Einstein's equation, E right. equals MC squared, which was used to formulate the atom bomb. Right. 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 You have told me about space travel, the speed of light. Right. 186,000 miles per second. 186,000 miles per second is the speed of light, ladies and gentlemen. So write it down. Is and that, that's to any observer. from Yes. From any location moving at any speed or doing anything, it's still going to appear to be 186,000 miles per second. Per second. Is there wind on the moon? Is there a blowing current of wind that crosses the moon's surface? Is no, there? the moon has no atmosphere. <laughs> Can you say that again, please? I heard what he said. The moon has no said. atmosphere. The moon has no atmosphere. Right. On it, around it, around it. No. So that's safe to say that that flag that Neil Armstrong put down in that Hollywood studio <laughs> that was flapping. Well, the flag was aluminum, so it was it was metal moving from where he put it in the ground. You know, right? But not because of not because of the wind. No, no, there was <laughs> no. <laughs> I love Tonio to death, but I knew you would be the only person. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. He's so mad right now he can fight. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, he is. I still I'll don't believe you, it. <laughs> see? See? <laughs> Smartest man in the world. He don't believe it. I'm telling you right now, he made a bet one time with my dad. Yeah. 
and it was time for Tonio to pay up. My dad said, call him. You know, my dad's all yeah, hyped. Right. The I was busy game. with my kids. He had his kid. We called him. Hey, where's that money? He turned into a. He turned into Putin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, I'll have all y'all wiped out. You don't call me when I got my son talking about money that I owe you. He said, I'll pay you when I get ready. <laughs> then he drove by my house on Tanglewood, uh, balled the money up, <laughs> threw it at, pulled I off. I remember you, you telling me. That? I remember you, you remember telling that? me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Balled the money up, threw it on my chest, <laughs> and took off. So, well, you got you to, your money, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for you to say that there's no atmosphere, we have been discussing this for a long time because we just wanted to know. Now, there is atmosphere on Mars. It's very thin, but it. And can you can you go into a little bit about well, the moon uh, how expansive are because you told me any star that we're looking at is a dead star. You have to remember, I, instead of calling it space, it's actually space time. Space time. And when you look out from the Earth, you are not only looking into space; you are looking back in time. Anything you see is not in reality was the way it was. Right. Not the way it is. So it's changed already. It's changed already. There's stars you're probably looking at that don't exist there anymore. And we in, in our, our relative time. In our relative time. Because yeah. time is relative in right. space. Right. To the observer. To the observer, right? Right. Which is why we, me and you were talking about extraterrestrial right. beings. Right. Civilizations. Civilization. Those mammoths that are right now on the other side of that ice wall. So in does he believe the earth is flat? No. No. The earth is round. We're gonna be yeah. one for one and one. Okay, <laughs> let's be one let's go one for one. How about it? Now the uh Yahtzee. Presently, uh as we know it, the universe is flat in the sense that it's you want me to give you a piece of paper so you can <laughs> right exactly. I wanna, no i want you to show them this because you've told me this right. about connecting right there's this is universe curved like this mm -hmm. if you took off in in a given direction and traveled the whole universe would you come back to the same point that would be a curved universe or the universe could be flat in other words, we're looking out, we look out 13.7 billion light years. But that's because that's all we can see. We can't that's see as, past that. We can't see past that point. We will never see past that point. You hear that, Elon? We will <laughs> never see past that point yeah. because the factors of light, exactly. Right. And the universe is increasingly expanding right so using that theory if we can see 13.7 billion light years then that means 13.7 billion light years away they can see another 13.7 billion light years goodness gracious so this just keeps going so it just keeps going we don't know we don't know there's no way to know even if we assume going back to the big bang is correct, which as we know it right now, it should be. We got to remember that 
the universe looking that far away is 13.7 billion years old, that means it's at least, the known universe is at least 90 billion miles, 90 billion light years across. Because remember, it's, it's expanded the whole time. It's constantly growing. And can you explain a light year? A light year is the distance that light travels in one year, yeah. in our equivalent of a year. And it's trillions of miles. I, I don't have the exact number. Because we're factoring in now the speed of light. Right. Right? Right. And how far you would go at that speed in one year. Right. Exactly. So that's how much our universe is ever expanding. It takes the light approximately a little over seven minutes to get here from our sun. Seven minutes from our sun to contact the Earth. Right. So anytime you look up at the sun, you're seeing it as it was seven minutes ago. So if it takes light seven minutes, some of y'all could go home right now and get with y'all's baby mama, have a whole session, <laughs> and it'd still be quicker than the light going from the sun to the Earth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Makes us feel pretty dumb. Yeah. yeah. When you put it, I just had to break it down for right. people. Some of y'all can go home right now and give your best effort. And you're still going to be faster than what it takes for the light to come from the sun to hit this earth. <laughs> now you think about that next time you want to run your mouth. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, remember, we're a, we're what's called a type zero civilization. Right? <laughs> you know, we're 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 just a few million years from finding fire. You know, right? Not even a few million. You know, maybe two two and a half million. You know, from from we're. we're I hate to say it, we're not shit. We put a lot, but we elevate ourselves a lot more yeah. than we actually are. Right. Right. You always need to keep that in your mind. Right. Now, I wanted to ask you, we talked about how vast our universe is, right? We talked about the wind in space. Do you believe that because our universe is ever expanding, Elon wants to send people to Mars. He wants to put us in a rocket ship. And I'm telling people, you're going to be on there screaming, oh forever trying to get to where you're going right right and the universe you might come up on a daggone planet that's got 30 moons and it just pulls you into its gravitational pool and you can never leave and there's so many variables that can happen there's a lot of variables but you know as i tell you in this meat sack form we're in yeah we're just so limited in how far we can go exactly now when that piece of paper the thing that you showed me about space travel right right the universe looping you're going straight through you were talking to me about necessarily like a wormhole or like right you get into you get into another area there you know you get into quantum mechanics and stuff and there's just so many mind-boggling it's beyond human you know our ability of our mind to, to figure out figure out Right, or to think that way. Which is why I want to ask you, do you believe in extraterrestrials? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, the universe is perpetually filled with amino acids and all the chemistry that makes up our little simple body. It's everywhere. Right. Everywhere we look. Right. So 
It'd be hard to think that in this vast universe that we, by God's design, we orbit and we do everything exactly precisely right. The same way our heart beats the way it's supposed to, the same way we breathe without our brain telling ourselves to breathe, right? We are moving in a very calculated way where we don't intercept or contact something that would be an earth killer, right? So because all these things are working the way that they are, there has to be something else out there because it's so expansive. We cannot be the only life force in we, 13 we, billion light years. Light years. Well, as I, my description is this, we do not know of a single thing in the universe that's a one-off. Right. We don't know of a, a single thing. Everything we see, there's billions, thousands, millions of them, right? What's What makes you think that we would be the only life form that would, planet Earth would form the only life form? That's true. You know, right. Because Mother Nature doesn't work that way. Right. It's a good point. Yeah. Now, is there... Highly advanced, intelligent life prevalent? Probably not. Has there, we have to think, think of it like a twinkling Christmas tree with the twinkle lights on. Right. No two lights are on together. You know, right. you're talking about such an expansive, vast period of time. Yeah. Civilizations have probably come and gone before and right. after us. And right. we've not even known about it. And we've not we've not known about it. And maybe other civilizations didn't know about it. Right. You know? There could have been a whole planet of people that just eat peanut butter. Right, exactly. And we would have never right. known about you it. You know, the flat universe there is. <laughs> I tell you, in the flat universe, if the universe is flat and goes on forever, right. then every possible conceivable combination that you could create in your mind has to exist somewhere right you so know there's a planet of women that are nine feet tall out there yeah 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 <laughs> well, yeah it is yeah baby yeah yes it is that no. is a possible combination no. that i just came up with it is conceivable it is out there they're nine feet tall they look good and they wear deodorant right and why are deodorant Yep. And the only man on that planet is Derek. Is Derek. <laughs> right. And he guess what's all. happening? <laughs> Y'all don't want to see me at nighttime because you're going to feel bad about yourself. Because <laughs> the way I do is a little bit different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Wes, and I know we're, we've, we've definitely hit our time. Um, Dad, we want to have you back. We have barely cracked the surface of the knowledge but that you, you have. You know how you and I go. We yeah, go we go, forever. we do this we for forever. forever. <laughs> I would love to have you back. We're going to have you back. Thank yes, you for coming today. I appreciate thank it. Thank you well, for thank telling you for your story. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Antonio, for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, we thank you for coming. Uh, we thank Weston for being here. Steak and Sauce family, this has been episode eight. And my heart is full, not just because this episode, but because we got to finally get you here, Dad. It's been great. Uh, we loved every minute of you being here. We want you to come back. I know people that are going to see this. 
you're going to become a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. They're going to want you back. Okay. They're going to request it. Not just another nut on that show. Sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you're watching this, we appreciate you. Thank you, Steak and Sauce family. Please hit that notification button. Please hit that subscribe button. Share it with everybody. We have great laughs on here, but we also give, try to give you guys good information, things that you can live by. Um, continue to support Scott Bunn on his podcast at Finding Your Place on YouTube. You can continue to see Weston's amazing work at Carmack.media on IG. Special thank you to Twins Pizza at 125 Broad Street in Dublin. Uh, today's show is sponsored by them. Um, we want to continue to give you guys great content. We thank God for everything that he's putting together for us. And Tonio, do you have anything you want to sign out with? No, I'm good. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule, Dad. You too. Um, as always, we love you guys. And until the next time. Yeah.